Welcome to the Excellent Archives, the highest rated abuse source podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they want to call it, where we watch each and every episode of the 90s CG cartoon Beast Wars. I'm James. I'm Dude. And for this week, we got a doozy. We're watching Go With The Flow. Whew. This episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, this is my least favorite episode of the show. And, uh, it is episode 47 overall, episode 8, season 3, aired on February 18th, 1999, directed by Cal Sh- uh, Schumacher, and written by Bob Ford, who just, like, I just wrote, oh, poor Bob Ford. I think he had to just write something to replace the unproduced episode we're going to be talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think this is... I may have gotten it wrong, because I think there was... Like, I think this is one I, 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 I actually saw at a bot convention when they were doing a... M- like, they were doing an MST3K bit. And we did this episode specifically. Uh, but I don't remember... See it... I didn't see it uh, mentioned on the trivia page, so maybe not. I thought I was. Anyways, I can, I'll figure it out, out, out later. But let's go into the episode itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we open in in the jungle, uh, like canning detritus. We get spider drones and Cheetor. Oh my! And then we, and then like one of the kids jumps on him. With the kids who actually get named in this uh, in this episode, they're named. Uh, Una and Chuck. Jack. Jack. Yeah. But Joe, we mentioned before uh, they're named after two characters from uh, what's that Tim Curry movie? Legend. Uh, Ah, With yeah, so the kids are. I think they're named Jack and Una in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, in his spare time, he's been trying to teach uh, them stuff. Self-defense, uh, as he, as uh, Una puts uh, puts him in a hammerlock and compliments her, but says the real trick is to go for the hinges when fighting Cybertronians. Remember that bit because it's gonna definitely gonna come up later. Yeah, and to be fair to, uh, to Cheetor, uh, that going for the joints will also work against biological uh, enemies too. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's gone full out and created creating a. Sp- a schoolroom, including, like, a board with Cybertronics on it, and, like, a bench for them to sit on as he teaches them about simple machines, specifically the lever and the pulley. One of them comes back, the other doesn't, surprisingly. Maybe not this episode. I mean, the pulley's mainly so, like, yeah, the pulley's mainly so the the vine can break and he drops a rock on his foot. Also, Rat Trap <laughs> is there, mainly heckling him. <laughs> the best Rat Trap. Yes, <laughs> I will admit, like the like into the high point, like Rat Trap Sass kind of saves it a little, particularly like once he and like Death Charge get together. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we cut to the uh, back end of the mountain where we see the Predacons are building a Death Ray, and like it is literally the most Gen One Megs plot that that Beast Wars Megs has ever attempted. 
the cannon is called a disruptor cannon, but I swear the first time through, ooh, he called it a destructo cannon. It wasn't until like halfway through the episode I realized, it was like, oh, he's saying disruptor, not destructo. I think I heard that like once or twice too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I believe that the sequence of events is is uh Wasp you see the Waspinner Inferno plugs the cannon to its power source, which causes it to surge with energy that like sends the current down the line, which shocks each of them as it goes through and create then creates a thing where they can't touch it and finish the weapon. Uh Specifically, they need to they need to uh, put in a a crystal and attach deflector shielding. Uh, to which Trent says, "Like, oh no, it will damage anything. The energy search damages even transmetals. The only one who can have it is a purely organic creature." Which uh, should be noted that the that when they all get shocked, uh, Tarantulas is not affected. Maybe he's just uh, not touching anything, so he doesn't get shocked, or maybe he's not Cybertronian. Hmm. Maybe. Anyways, so uh, so this is difficult since uh, the only candidate are the protohumans who are who don't really understand like complex technologies. But lo and behold, it just happens there happens to be two that are being taught in at least you know basic physics. Oh, we didn't guess... mention uh, that the kids are actually talking now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, they're talking about as much as you think, they're saying, like, simple words and repeating stuff. You know, you've watched, you've watched things with, with caveman-type people, caveman and cavewoman-type people in it. You, you know the, what their dialogue is. Mm-hmm. They, Anyways. They, they, they are forming, like, simple sentences, like, right. saying stuff themselves. Yeah, they're not simply parroting everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, not parroting, but again, it's, it's cave people talk. Yeah. I guess that means that Cheetor taught them the concept of language as well, which is probably a, a bigger deal than the physics, in all honesty. It's like they weren't really doing that in the, in the previous episodes. They're, they seem to be able to, like, rudimentarily communicate non-verbally with each other. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, but, like, when you get to language, you can get, like, complicated concepts. So, exactly. I yeah, I, I'm sure he he probably had to teach them a little bit of language before he gets to the physics part. Yeah. Granted, the first, the, yeah, you're right. The la- language is a huge bigger jump than you know teaching them physics. But mm-hmm. anyways, putting yeah. way more thought into this than we probably need to. <laughs> so yeah, the the Preds show up to ki- kidnap the humans. I think you just summed up our entire show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get. Set, we get uh, the most. We get a a okay cheater line. Like he's just like he tells the customers like this kid's got bu- this cat's got bugs to smash. He's like oh man, that's not really a pun or like early over the top cheater. I mean that, that's a that's like a that's an episode one line where it's yeah. like it's just a giant bug. Wait a second, it's no giant bug. It's a robot in disguise. Huh. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, he gets taken out for that, though. Probably not directly because of yeah. that, but he does. Inferno shoots him down while Waspinator grabs Una. Just when it looks like uh, Inferno's gonna grab uh, uh, name wrong. Jack? Jack. Jack. You can call him Jack if that's easier. Okay. I also put, like, Chow in my 
notes. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that's autocorrect. I think maybe something like cow. No, I guess like the ones from like Sonic or cow. Cows? I don't know how you chows. pronounce that. Cow. Okay. They're chows. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm not. I wasn't trying to like not to like reject like their names or anything on my mind or anything. It just like Una, Una's name gets said a lot more, so it was easier for me to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Debt charge shows up and to make the save, and uh, after the Radiant Optimus, Rat Trap and Debt Charge get are get ordered to send after Una since Cheetor is too damaged to go on. Which I guess that kind of sucks. In like season three, it kind of sucks to get upgrades. You seem to get taken out way too easily. I thought it was just Optimus, but no, Cheetor just like his new like self healing Transmetal Two body gets shot against. Taken out by Inferno pretty easily, and then, like, goes back home for the rest of the episode. I think, you know, I'm thinking about it, I think Scott McNeil might be the only person, the only member of the cast that didn't every episode. Mm-hmm. Like, a decent amount. Maybe. Probably have to check, but, that's, but I can believe that. Yeah. I mean, he also got, like, four or five characters total, so... Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier for him to actually be in every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, slight update. I was checking over the, the list of MST, MSTF, which was the uh, official panel at BotCom where they were like, where they like make fun of movies. They actually didn't do this episode. They did Cutting Edge. That was the one I actually watched, which was at BotCon 2001. Mm. It took place in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Weirdly, I went to BotCon before my brother did. No, he's like <laughs> bigger into the Transformers fandom than I was. Mm. Anywho, uh, getting back. So, so uh, while Una's being carried by Waspinator, uh, note in beast mode, this is kind of important for what happens next, she remembers Cheetor's device, advice, and she has, uh, oh, I guess before they got taken up, like, Cheetor taught them how to make a a tool. Is this what she said? Like a non-violent tool, but it's like a stick with some flint, pointed flint, and a vine. Just like, what is that supposed to be? That if it's not supposed to be non-violent, is it like it's supposed to be a gardening tool? Because it I definitely kind of looks like a spear. If like that's yeah, I was gonna say it's ba- it's basically a spear, but although like the 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 head isn't as rounded as you would want it to be. Right, but like he definitely says that it's like, oh yeah, this is for non-violence purposes. Cut, chopping open coconuts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, though, uh, this is notable because she starts like stabbing at Waspinator's limbs, and manages to uh, <laughs> to like actually start hacking his limbs off, which may not be the best idea because that means. Uh, because, like, that, like she would be dropped because he's flying pretty high. But she keeps going for it, and at one point, Waspinator, uh, tries to call back. That, Waspinator to Mechatron! Waspinator has fleshy, uh, female fleshy bot! But there is a problem! She'd better not be injured. No! She's injuring Waspinator! Ah, situation normal, then. Well, then make sure she were, uh, safely. Megatron out! <laughs> oh, Waspinator want to renegotiate contract. <laughs> and sure enough, when they get back up to the, the mountaintop, and Waspinator drops off uh, drops off uh, Una, 
uh, he falls to pieces. So uh, that's how Wasp Banner gets taken out this episode. But don't worry, he gets taken out a second time, too. Uh, and as then they notice that Rat Trap and Death Charger are approaching, so Megatron, as I put it in my notes, fires the laser. Yeah. And and I noticed that it actually looks like Dark Sides of Mega Beams, but blue. Yeah, it does like the weird kind of zigzag every direction before it goes and hits them. It's cool. Yeah. That like seems kind of weird in this context. Because yeah, uh, Rat Trap is riding. Uh, Dev charge. We're kind of skipping over. I I got some of their banter down, but like not all of it. There is a lot of like uh, where basically Dev charge wants to lone wolf this rescue, and Rattrap's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I gotta come with. And them arguing oh, no. back and forth. Well, Dev charge uh, actually doesn't even want to be part of the rescue. He's like, well, good luck with that. I'm gonna go hunt some Preds. I I assume like, that meant that he was going to go hunt them. I don't know. I think he. I think he was like, he, "Yeah, I'll do it," but like, I'm not doing it with Rat Trap. I I, I don't know. It came out to me. It came off like I don't care about them. I'm just gonna. I don't, I don't care about the girl. I just want to go kill some Preds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. In uh, whatever case, they are uh, cooperating <laughs> quite as well as like Rat Trap and Dinobot, which is to say, no, as yeah. none. Oh. You know, not cooperating at all. Wait, this is funny. As so a, my notes actually autocorrected uh, to Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes much more sense for name than a uh, than a uh, uh, chalk. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so anyways, Megatron fires the laser, even though it's still the disruptor cannon, even though it's in an incomplete state, which manages to blast. Uh, rat trap and depth charge out of skies while still frying the Predacons again. And then I have to admit, like, when it was going on, I kind of called bullshit at, uh, sorry, BS at the whole, oh yeah, it won't hurt organics. As like, energy is clearly arcing and going through Una and just like, so that's the non dangerous kind of energy? It's Cause, like, just energon and radiation, which doesn't affect biological organisms. Yeah. I mean, I guess it. I mean, I guess it's no worse than uh, there's an episode of Gen of Gen One where they go to Cybertron with Chip Chase, uh, a human, and uh, the Autobots get acid rain dropped on them that like completely immobilizes them, but somehow does not affect like Chip Chase, even though again it's acid rain. I guess it's presumably not that kind of acid rain we would have on Earth because it affects robots, but if it would definitely affect robots, you think it would definitely affect the human? Yeah. I mean, there there are compounds that like will melt metal, but not affect uh, like skin, right? Or is it the other way around? I mean, I'd assume they would definitely eat through both. Yeah. Okay. If something can eat through metal, it's definitely going to eat through skin. I'm probably thinking the other way around. Yeah. I'm just thinking that one of this one episode of Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) because he uses the wrong kind of tub. Uh Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Megatron has to shout off before it could completely blow them up. So as we get, uh, again, a, a good com- a bit of a conversation where Rattrass uh, tells, like, Dexter's like, Switch to glide mode! I don't have a glide mode. This is like, it's like, well, it's like, well, do something! I'm open to suggestions! <laughs> I want we crash into that mountain and die violently. <laughs> ah, Rattrap, ever the optimist. Optimist. 
And yeah. <laughs> so they crash in the woods, but survive, to which Rattrap says, like, I ain't dead. And Dev Church says, This day is full of disappointments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rattrap asks him if his energon circuits are still fried. He says, Yes, now dig me out. What, and expose you to uh, Predacon flyers? No. Now leave it right here where you're safe. I think well, Ratchet was just being lazy. Look, 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 I don't, I don't have time to, like, dig you out. I'll deal with it later. Maybe when you have, like, power to get out on your own thing. <laughs> so it leaves, leaves him behind to, like, snarl at a butterfly. <laughs> Doesn't even, even say, like, what are you looking at to it? Yeah. yeah uh, I do appreci- one of the funniest... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I do appreciate, like, how snarly Dev charges in this episode. Yeah. Uh, then we get one of the funniest scenes in the in the episode, where Megatron is basically trying to instruct Una into finishing the cannon. Yeah. Uh, tells her to grab a wrench and put the uh, the deflector shielding on, mm-hmm. uh, which she does figure out. It's not pretty, but she figures it out. And like at first, she takes a bone, which is like, why was there even a bone up there? I'm assuming they didn't make the cave on top of the mountain. It was probably some predator's lair. Yeah. But, like, she's up on, like, a platform on top of the thing. Like, why is a bone up there, specifically? Oh, okay. Hey, you, you never know when you might need a bone. She 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 carries around. Yeah. She carries one around with her. Yeah, in my notes <laughs> I put, like, Megatron is bad with children. <laughs> he very much is. He's... He, he plays the exasperation. David K plays the exasperation at dealing with a small, trying to instruct a small child very well. Yeah. Oh, uh, and after she finishes the deflector shielding, he tells her to put the stabilizer crystal in. We actually don't. Uh, like while I was watching the episode, I thought, huh, it's weird. I didn't show her putting it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was just a limit of animation. Hmm. We will find out it's not. Uh. And what was uh, what was Megatron's line before Ratchet came in? I actually I do not remember. He does say something to which Ratchet, in a surprisingly bold moment, like bold moment, points a gun at him in the chair. I guess it's not that bold since he's he's approaching him from behind with a gun. But uh, it immediately goes very poorly for him as D two comes out from the shadows. And then, uh, yeah, uh I, I was gonna say, just rat trap line when he comes in is like, and the rat's behind you, and that's when he, uh, sticks uh-huh. the point, like, like, hits him in or pokes him in the back with his gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, as he starts engaging D2, uh, Megatron says, Oh, I guess what we don't need anymore with the protohuman, and Wasp, uh, sorry, Tarantulas takes him to cackle easily, and Probably get ready to eat to eat her. That seems perfectly like a perfectly logical thing for tarantulas to do. Oh, I found it actually. Uh, so triumph is before me, and the rat is behind you. Ah, okay, yeah, that's a very Megatron yeah. line to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so Una sees tarantulas is going, and then she remembers lever and takes. I think a wrench or some other thing to just, like, lever the big component thing that's in front of her to fall down and squash the spider. 
Yeah. Apparently it's called yeah. a compression tower. Which yeah. okay. Whatever that does. I mean, yeah, it compresses energy. Sure. Yeah. And then I I made a comment. Christy Marks didn't watch this episode write this episode, but we get the most gem com- cut to commercial break as I I think cause I forget the exact cause of this. We're causing we're knocking over the present tower like causes the platform to be unstable and she falls off. So there's a big cut to commercial break as she's falling down like close to the camera and there's a dramatic musical scene. Like it is not that far away from like Kimber getting like trapped by lava or something. Uh, uh, when we get back from uh, commercial, Rajab burns rubber and and catches her. Uh, and I didn't notice this, but apparently uh, Silverbolt's rescue theme plays when he does that. It fits mostly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Una gives Rajab a. Uh, oh, sorry, I skipped. Uh, but so they like make it out of there, but uh, and then Megatron sends the the flyers after them. To, yeah. Or, you know, all the Predacons, except for Tarantulas, yeah. after them, I, to get them to the, as a final test before blowing up the the Ark. Yeah, I noted them as the Mayhem Attack Squad. Shout out to Transformers UK. Mm. Yeah, so, Depth Charge is still drained, but it's still stuck. But Una provides this as, like, why don't we just use... Well, okay, she doesn't say that, but she says, lever! So they start levering him out and getting him... I So he just... Gets him out of the play and then slides down the hill where you can turn into beast mode, where he is at least, where even if he can't really move, he's still buoyant in water, and they can ride him like a raft. <laughs> with uh using a stick and retro which I don't recall if he's done this outside of this episode, where his tail is normally he wields like a whip, it real it's been ramp rod straight like a sword. But in this case he uses it to push off from the shore. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he has used it like a sword before. He, he, uh, I think, in fact, like I think he only uses it like a, a, as a whip, like very, uh, very seldomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the Predacons are firing them as they're in the water. Yeah, we get a, yeah, they're both D two attacking from the shore and the flyers attacking from above. As Megatron is getting ready to get the cannon to... I initially thought to blow up the base, but then reading up on how the Destructive Cannon is going to make Cybertrons explode, it makes a bit more sense. Like, hey, I guess you can shoot that and not blow up the Ark, but will that also make the old-school Cybertronians explode? That would be that should be a concern for Megatron. I did say, like, Teletran 1 is shielding the Ark. Oh, so that's I guess right. I... Okay, you did yeah. say that. That okay. That plot hole is avoided. Yeah, so I guess it only affects second generation uh, Cybertronians. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they're not staying in the Ark all the time, so they wouldn't have protection of the Ark. Okay, sure. Because well, I mean, <laughs> they like, like they they don't live in the Ark. They live. They usually live outside it. So I assume probably oh, okay. to that, avoid. That, li- yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. Uh, I get they want to avoid like a butterfly effect of I don't know like I don't know how you would butterfly effect that situation but presumably you could well it might be more of the observer effect actually yeah yeah uh, like they want to stay out out of the arc completely just to make sure that no, uh, like nothing's happening like them being there is an effect history 
Yeah. Anyways, well, it looks like they are in trouble. Una writes one more time that levers are useful, though in a very oblique way where she sticks her stick into the mug, flings mud into Waspania's face, which causes him to fly erratically out of control into Inferno, who then crashes into D2. So, yeah, Waspania gets taken out twice in this episode, both times by Una. Poor Waspania. I'm surprised... I'm honestly surprised she was able to think of that because she's this yeah. is not a use of a lever that she's seen. Yeah, it definitely has involved some more abstract thought, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's too late to nitpick <laughs> to oh. at this point. You know, actually, at this point, we should get like credit where credit is due. They did not make a monkey flinging poop joke in this episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Megatron calls back the retreat. Since it's not that important to take them out, they can just take out the whole maximal base. So they, and we find out that Tarantulas has pushed the compressor back up. I guess he learned about levers from Una, because he also has like some, has a thing bracing it so it won't fall back over. <laughs> Did he actually, like, when Megatron's telling them, like, oh, we got the compression tower back up, because over Tarantulas, I, I I swore he gave a thumbs up. He might have. Who knows? <laughs> this episode's weird. Anyway, so they fire, get ready to fire on the Maxwell base. We cut back to the Maxwell base just so that they're aware that it's coming in. And, uh, which, not much dialogue, though apparently Rhinox says, oh no, but Richard Newman's not credited on this episode, so... I guess that was archival line that they used for him. It's just like one line, so I guess you can get away with that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, in 1999, like the actor union rules internationally, probably he still probably still got paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah. all, so we're we're cool. Yeah. Anyway, so they get ready to fire off, but lo and behold, like, huh, the cannon's not working. Starts feedbacking on them again. What could be going on when you cut out to? And it explodes, and we cut out to, uh, like, Rat Trap, Death Charge, and Una, where and you find out that Una kept the Disruptor Castle and is currently using it as a hairpiece. I believe she actually says, like, Una fix. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they all blow up. Uh, Rat Rampages, Death Charges, is like, you know, they're probably all damaged, we can go and finish them off. But you probably don't want to do that, do you? And Rogers <laughs> is like, yeah, we're busted up ourselves. Let's just go home. Yeah. And, oh, oh, that's right. And the final line is after uh, dis- Death Charge says something dismissive to Rattrap. And Rattrap says, like, hey, did I ever tell you about my recipe for fried flounder? And Death Charge reaches back up with his tail from the water and just smacks him in the head. So, and that's the episode. Is not a good episode. No. Weirdly, I I also realized that this is the first time we had an episode that had depth charge but no rampage. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, because, like, uh, the way it's set up, they unless they really want to do, like, blood feud stuff, it would be kind of Jordan, what is supposed to be a much more kitty friendly episode. Yeah. 
Uh, I wonder if Rampage would have been affected, actually. I don't know. I mean, it was affecting uh, D2. Hmm. Well, I mean, because, like, well, his body is more based off of uh, Autobot and Decepticon technology. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe, maybe like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm getting bogged down by the whole, like, Teltran 1 is protecting the arc thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, um, that's... Mm-hmm. So, alternate titles. Uh, so, the French-Canadian title is The Trend. I don't know why, but... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, the Italian is The Destroyer Beam. The Japanese what title else? translates to Zap, Tingly Tongly 2. Uh, <laughs> the Jap- the actual Japanese so is Biri Biri Shibiri Babiri Boo, which is a pun on Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Uh, uh-huh. But... Also has the 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 onomatopoeia for like uh, shocking something, yeah, with electricity, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I actually know that that bit from like various anime stuff. <laughs> uh, and then the Mandarin one is uh, win by surprise move, mm-hmm. which yeah, that happened. That definitely happens. All right, so uh, that's all our trivia for mm-hmm. the episode. Let's move on to uh, more of an episode spotlight than a character spotlight. Yeah. So we've mentioned this before, but this was not the originally planned episode for Season 3. It was originally planned to have an episode called Dark Glass, written by Christy Marks. So, to kind of give you an idea of what we know about this, on February 17th, 1999, Transformers fan uh, Juna I. Palace posted to Alt Toys Transformer a brief summary of the plot, which had been related to him by Larry Dottillo. I believe Juna oh, uh... also gets name-checked in this episode. Yeah. As I was going to mention. So, I'm going to just, like, summer, like, guess a brief thing. So, essentially, Rat Trap salvages a computer bank from the Axelon, and in the circuits, he and Rhinox find the core consciousness of Dinobot, which Dinobot would have downloaded in a previous Season 2 episode. So, Rat Trap gets obsessed with the idea that he can restore the old Dinobot by getting into the new Dinobot systems. Rhinox tells him that this will probably not work, as core consciousness without a spark is only an illusion of the person for whom it belonged to. And if it didn't work, it might just give the new Dinobot all the old Dinobot save tracks on the Maximals, which could give the Preds an advantage. Optimus thus forbids the attempt. But Ratchet defies the order, sneaks out, and at much risk to himself, does manage to get the core consciousness in place. For a moment, the old Dinobot does seem to emerge, but as Rhinox warned, he is only a shadow of his former self, and must do everything he can to keep the new Dinobot from regaining control of his body. A weird mental struggle would have been fun to... Uh, a weird mental struggle which would have been fun to animate. The old Dinobot knows he is doomed to lose the struggle and tries to sacrifice himself again by infiltrating the Preds and taking out Megatron before he can complete his master plan to destroy the Autobot. It doesn't work, and the new Dinobot regains control of his own of his body, only to be blasted by Megatron. Ratchet comes to accept that his old pal is truly dead and realizes he cannot bring him back. However, he honors his friend's memory. So, this, so the rumor has it that it was rejected for being too dark, which was confirmed by Datillo on All Toys Transformers and Christy Marks on her on a, a gem mailing list. There is a bit of back and forth on that too. Uh, in a later interview with Larry Datillo for the on the uh, Madman's 2006 uh, Beast Wars, he said gets a question: Is it true there was an episode called Dark Glass in season three, but was refused production by Hasbro? And he said, No, this is not actually true. Dark Glass was rumored as a lost episode to feature a rat trap trying to attempt to restore Dinobot's personality in Dinobot 2, 
and that when the episode was refused, Go With the Flow was made instead. The truth is that Dark Class was written for Season 2 and rejected by the story editors, not Hasbro, because the script was not standard. The script was replaced by Transmutate, a great fit episode that was a better fit for Season 2. But that seems that, that explanation seems a little weird, since it doesn't really make sense, because Transmutate aired immediately after Dinobot's death, and Dinobot 2 wouldn't you know, show up in season two. So maybe that was him just getting things confused because, again, that was like eight years after the fact. Yeah. Uh, although maybe there was like another another story Christine Marks pitched uh, that that got rejected and then she made Transmutate. Yeah. That he's referring to. Yeah. Anyways, uh, a script on this has never been released to the public, though it almost happened once. So. There was an attempt to auction off a copy of the script obtained from Christy Marks at Transcon in 1998. However, uh, there was a bit of drama about this at the time, because, keep in mind, Season 3 hadn't finished airing by the time this actually uh, this was happening, which is a weird thing to think about and, uh, from, the far, from the far future of 2018. So, initially there were some cur- there were concerns that spoilers were going to be leaked, but it was promised that the winner would not spoil it until after the season finished airing, and the profits would go to charity. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Berger, who is a Berger, who is a toy dealer and a convention organizer, who had the script, had not been approved by Hasbro and or Mainframe to actually release it, and the deal fell through and he ended up returning the script to Marks. In addition, Mainframe decided to not release to not to stop releasing skip scripts to the public. So, which is why you can find... It's pretty easy to find scripts of, of Season 1 and 2 episodes, but not on Season 3 or Beast Machines. So it remains like this big what-if, since... Uh, spoilers for the end of Season 3. We're only a few episodes away. But it, but in uh, the Agenda Part 2, Dinobot appears to get back the memories of his old Dinobot. It's kind ne- of... Expo- nemesis. Sorry, Nemesis. Yeah. Dinobot gets his memories. It, the kind of excuses that Rampage dies, he gets control, but that still doesn't entirely make sense. But I, but the I can see the idea of the memories are there, and once Rampage dies, old Dinobot is finally able to re, is able to reassert himself and take control of the body, at least only briefly, since he does end up dying. I assume that would still happen at the end of uh, at the end of of uh, Nemesis. Yeah, but, that was that, that, something that really confused me as a kid. But when I found out like t- the supposed story of Dark Glass, it made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like as a kid, like I always filled in plot holes by my like, accidentally because I'm I, I always just thought I'm oh I don't understand this, so I try to come up with an, uh, an explanation myself. Mm-hmm. Trying to f- I'm like oh I just need to figure out what happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that basically was my my plot, my uh, headcanon. Dinobot himself, like, reasserted him. Like, there's some trace of Dinobot left in there, so he reasserted himself. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's simply a matter of what could have been. Yeah. I guess that's where, where headcanons and fandom can fill in stuff. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's Dark Glass. Yeah. And go with um, yeah, I double checked. Uh, we don't have anything from the golden disc. Um, oh, uh, although I'm saying this early on because uh, I think this will come out like 
two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I'm gonna be at Power Morphicon. If anyone's gonna be there, let me know because it's actually gonna be my first ever convention. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm going because I'm like I don't know if Hasbro's gonna continue this. Uh, I mean, why not? Like, go to go to fan conventions if you can. They can be fun. Meet people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I will, uh, I'm just, because, you know, they have a tendency to just do everything at HasbroCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, Power Mor- if, this is the, if this is the last Power Morphicon, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, that's I guess that's really the only golden message from the Golden Disc we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I guess that's our MVBs now? Yep. So, uh, Doubt, who is your MVB? Uh... Considering that the that you kind of saved the day, I guess it would be Una, but uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, man, what is the, man but an animal or a beast? <laughs> yeah, so it's the most valuable bot. Uh, I have to. I guess I remember the pig rat trap because he uh, he was able to. He salvaged depth charge. He snuck in, got Una out, and uh, that's really the only reason I have. All right, I'm going to give it to Megatron. Megatron, because who can't sympathize with having to deal with a, you know, get a small child to do what you want and becoming <laughs> increasingly frustrated as they don't? Look, I had to wrangle a lot of, like, small children at my, uh, at, like, my 4th of July party, so I can I can sympathize with them right now. Yes, I, I, I've, I've subbed in kindergarten classes, too, and it's really hard to wrangle that, like, more than, like, 20 kids, uh, who... Don't have very have very short attention spans. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so yeah, that brings us to the next episode preview. <clears throat> Black Arachnia finally puts the tech she's been gathering together, but gets a nasty surprise when she starts the experiment, crossing the Rubicon with Janine. Hey, right? yay! Well, I think I is she or let. No, well, that's right, we do have, I was going to say, ask if she was our last guest, but I do remember that uh, Lewis is going to come on one, one more time. He is? Okay, I just don't Isn't remember he? which episode. Uh, yeah, it's for uh, other visits? I know that's not. No, I don't think... Uh, victories? Uh, the, the, I'm pretty sure we do have a... Do we have a guest that week? I, mean, I have the thing in here in front of me. Uh, no, not... Uh, it's not going to be Lewis. Uh... Oh. Yeah. We we will be having a guest for other visits. It's actually Morpheus. Yeah. Sorry for lying. <laughs> anyway, so with that out with that being everything, thank you for listening to the Axelon Archives. If you have any questions, want to guest on the show, or just want to talk about Beast Wars, you can reach us on Twitter at, at Axelon Archives or by email at axelonarchives at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbeam. Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and a review because it helps people find the show. Check out our website at axelon.buzzsprout.com. If you want to follow either of us on Twitter, you can follow me at Discord underscore Inc. You can follow me at Dalfak. And until next time, the Beast Wars continue. Beaster Bot, we're still the baddest.